0: Canada, the great white north, the country that stretches from sea to sea to sea, and round nine of the 2023 F1 World Championships. I'm Victoria Scanlon, and this is And We're Racing. Let's start by learning a thing or two about Canada. The Dominion of Canada was officially born on July 1st, 1867 in Charlottetown, PEI. It set in motion a process of state formation that would expand Canada westward from four eastern provinces in 1867 to today's 10 cross-continental provinces and three territories. Canada spans 9.9 million square kilometers. How many Monaco's can you fit in there? Three coastlines and is home to an estimated 38.25 million people. According to ibisworld.com, Canada's largest exports include oil and gas extraction, SUV manufacturing, and wood and lumber manufacturing. Canada's GDP in 2022 was an estimated 1.988 trillion U.S. dollars. And on a global scale, what are us Canadians known for? Our hockey, Ryan Reynolds, maple syrup, cold winters, and the Canadian Rockies. Let's talk track history. Originally built as a venue for the Expo 67, the man-made island, Île Notre Dame, laid dormant for nine years until it was used for the 1976 Olympic Games. It was built from 15 million tons of excavated rock used in the construction of Montreal's metro system. The artificial rowing basin that sits on the island is the largest in North America. A renewal agreement that will see the Canadian Grand Prix coming back until 2029 has been set, but there is a commitment to upgrade the infrastructure The original paddocks built in 1988 no longer fit the requirements of the FIA or the Formula One World Championship, so there will be changes there, including increasing capacity above the boxes of the garages to 5,000 people compared to a small 1800 in the old building the building features a completely new configuration of the spates for sports commentators and the representatives of the fia a media space will be integrated into the building rather than being located in a temporary tent in order to provide quality service to journalistic representatives Let's learn a little bit about Gilles Villeneuve, born in January of 1950. He's a Canadian motor racing driver and his F1 career began back in 1977 when he drove for McLaren Racing in the British Grand Prix. At the end of that season, he was signed on with Ferrari, where he spent six years and won six races for the Italian team. It was in a crash during the 1982 Belgian Grand Prix that took Gilles' life at the young age of 32. He left behind his three children and his wife. His son Jacques took after his dad's love for motorsport racing and earned the title of F1 world champion in 1997. He is the only Canadian driver in history to do so. Track Stats 70 laps of the 4.3 kilometers, traveling an estimated 305 kilometers in total. 14 corners, 2 DRS zones, and virtually nothing in terms of elevation top speeds at this circuit. 350 kph. Fastest lap record goes to Valtteri Bottas in 2019 with a time of 113.07. Last year, we saw Verstappen take the podium, and it's a home race for Canadian Lance Sterell. FP1, Gasly, off to a terrible start. Just two and a half minutes into FP1, and he's having issues shifting. Comes to a stop on the track ahead of turn eight, and brings up the red flag. Also in FP1, CCTV synchronization failure essentially no cameras out on track and we cannot race in those conditions because it is unsafe so let's push along to fp2 an extended time has been added because of that terrible terrible start to the weekend we'll have 90 minutes of running here in practice two things are looking good and then about 30 minutes in, Nico Hülkenberg, a major failure, smoke pluming out the back of his Mercedes-powered car, thus bringing out another red flag and ending his practice session. Then who's next? It's Monaco's podium hero, Esteban Ocon, down and out at the exit of turn 9. Out comes another red flag. That's three so far this weekend. We're not off to a great start. In the last five-ish minutes of FP2, the heavens open and it Pours down on the Montreal street circuit. We come to FP3, and we open to a very dark and stormy Montreal. Yuki Tsunoda, always one to show off, gives us two absolutely lovely pirouettes out on track. Obviously not intentional, but I'll take it. They're gorgeous. Carlos science closing out his practice session with a spinout going into the tech pro, taking off the nose of the Ferrari car and doing potential damage to countless other elements you guessed it, brings out the red flag. Top of the timesheet after FP3, we've got Verstappen, Leclerc, and Alonso. Going into qualifying, I am thinking, eee, this will be fun in the wet. Can't wait. For qualifying, teams have available for them the soft C5, medium C4, and hard C3. We also have the inters and the wets. Q1, it's kind of wet ish but everyone's out there on the inters. Right away, the red flag train continues. Joe is reporting that he has no power. He manages to troubleshoot it and the Chinese driver gets going again. Then we have a couple drivers going off the road in Q1. Perez, Lewis, Leclerc, DeVrie and Piastri all having little moments. Final minute and it's classic quali all heck breaks loose. Science is being investigated for impeding. Knocked out in Q1, we have from 20th to 16th, Joe, Sergeant, DeVries, Gasly, and Sunoda. Q2, cars are lining on up at the end of the pit lane. Looking pretty good. And Lance Stroll, amazing save out of turn five. They replayed this one a couple of times. He skids across the circuit just narrowly missing the wall. I don't know how like he's got a guardian angel out there because that could have been bad for him. Uh, 20 seconds to go and at the bottom we have Hamilton, Leclerc, Perez, Stroll, Magnuson, and Bottas. Yikes! Knocked out starting P15 through to P11. We have Bottas, Magnuson, Stroll, Perez, and Leclerc. Fastest lap so far, Alex Albon, 118.7. Coming through in the Williams. Q3, rain, rain, go away. Piastri into the wall with a yellow flag. Holkenberg puts in a good enough time for P2 right before a red flag comes out. Or so we think. Dun, 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 dun. Cars are going to get back out on track after a red flag. But it's way too wet. So much spray. It's not even worth risking it. Times aren't getting any faster. Verstappen pulled a 125.8 at best, so things are pretty well set in stone here. Starting grid for Sunday's race, Verstappen on pole currently, after quali, Hülkenberg sitting in P2, Alonso P3, Hamilton P4, Russell P5, Ocon P6, Norris P7, science P8, Piastri, P9, and Albon, P10. Back half of the grid, we have Leclerc sitting in P11, followed by Perez, Stroll, Magnuson, Bottas in P15, Yuki Sinoda, P16, Gasly, DeVries, Vries, Sargent, and Joe. This is the 25th career poll for Verstappen, so woohoo, good job. Here are my thoughts post-Quali. Everyone is shitting on Yuki's head. Like, there were so many incidences where over the radio, people were cursing the AlphaTauri driver. I think he gets a little bit hot-headed and a little bit of road rage, and people are definitely not having it, especially when conditions are undesirable. And thumbs up all around. There are so many thumbs up. Like, I just noticed this. I don't know how, but I just noticed. You know how in, like, sports, like in golf, it's like the fist pump kind of thing and in tennis they do the kind of fist pump thing in formula one 100% it's the thumbs up thumbs up is their thing watch them next time they're out on track after a quali session or a race thumbs up everyone (laughs) all right podium prediction time I am predicting a Verstappen win a Hamilton second and an Alonso third Verstappen win because obviously it just makes sense Hamilton, I think, was doing really well in Q2. Didn't get to see him really perform in Q3 because of the rain, but I'm feeling optimistic for him. And Alonso, he's in a really good position. He's poised to make it to the podium right now, so I'm hoping the Aston Martin team can come through race day we open to a beautiful sunny and thank goodness dry day in montreal we have a few changes to the grid lineup nico is receiving a penalty for exceeding the speed limit on a red flag he'll be starting in p5 there's also a record that someone is trying to meet this weekend Ayrton Senna his record of race wins is 41 and Verstappen is looking to match it green flag at the back of the grid lights out and we are racing in Canada Hamilton whoa let's go awesome jump off the line getting things really moving here almost immediately Yellow flag in sector two. Sergeant is out of the car with smoke coming in, which is terrible. That is the end of his race. He brings out the virtual safety car, but it is very short lived. Here's a lovely moment, lap 10, Piastri, a really nice overtake on the inside of Hülkenberg, gaining a position there. Shortly after, we have a big incident. Russell, contact into the wall on the exit of turn nine, his entire right side making contact, brings up the yellow flag, then is upgraded to a safety car. So unfortunate because there was some real promise for the Mercedes team this weekend, but you know what? It's George Russell. Do not count him down and out. He will push on if he can. And that he does. I'd imagine he's incredibly relieved that he isn't down and out completely. You'd better bet George Russell is out there to prove himself and make the team proud. He will do everything he can to overtake and work his way up the grid. Here's another highlight coming to you. Lap 21, Lando Norris on the outside of Kevin Magnuson. It was tight. Ty- I. Ooh, it was fantastic driving from Norris. Lap 23, Alonso making the move using the DRS overtakes Hamilton and Hamilton is not happy with it he is riding his derriere lap 24 Alonso consistently putting in fastest laps a 2.9 second gap between him and Verstappen currently sitting in p1 impressive considering how quick and how much of a gap we have seen from Max Verstappen so far this season Halfway through the race, and remember our friend George Russell who had that incident and put himself at the back? Guess what? He's into P12. That's right, just two spots away from earning points. Magnuson and DeVries, both playing bumper cars at one point. Turn two, they both go off into the runoff, and George Russell, sneaky, sneaky, right on through... It doesn't last long for George, though, as on lap 55, his brakes couldn't cool off and he needs to retire. I tip my hat to him, though, and the Mercedes team. They got out there and they tried. And I love that. Lap 56, Hamilton putting in fastest laps, a 2.2 second gap behind Alonso. Hamilton currently sitting in third. Will he hold on and make it to the podium? Three laps to go and Esteban Ocon's rear wing is flailing, like full on ga-dunk, 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 flailing around. It's looking like a safety issue and I'm surprised he hasn't been called into the pits for that. Checkered flag is out and we finish the race with a Verstappen win, Alonso 2nd, Hamilton 3rd, Leclerc 4th, Sainz 5th, Perez 6th, Albon 7th, Ocon 8th, Stroll ninth, and taking home the last of the points, Bottas in 10th back half we finished with piastri p11 gasly coming in 12th norris 13th sunoda 14th hulkeberg 15th joe 16th magnuson 17th 18th goes to devries and we have two dnfs with russell and Sargent. this makes 100 wins for red bull racing and the 104th career podium for fernando alonso let's rate this race all right so first and foremost it's in Canada so already I'm like a little bit biased but I'm gonna try to keep that to the side what a gong show of a weekend in terms of weather but come race day we had some solid sun and dry conditions which made for good racing a couple good overtakes in there Some fun opportunity. Mercedes showing up in a big way, both with making it on the podium for Hamilton and giving it their all for Russell. Good performance for Ferrari, taking home P4 and P5, double points for them. Yeah, I'd say Canada 2023, I'm going to give it a 7.25 out of 10. It was good, it wasn't anything spectacular but it was good. It was good, solid, fun racing. It's time for Super Fan of the Weekend. Let's get started with these gentlemen in ponchos. Okay, it was actually like a, a uni poncho because it was one poncho with three men sharing it. It looked like a yellow vinyl tablecloth that one would perhaps purchase from the dollar store, and it was covered in black hockey tape with the letters Stroll written on it. Obviously rooting for our home race hero, Lance Stroll. Um, it was very low maintenance, it was very low effort, but I enjoyed the patriotism and I thought it was a unique spin and also effective in keeping them dry. So they are an honorable mention. Our true super fan of the weekend goes to Drumroll, please. drs flap hat man that's right this man this gentleman was wearing a hard hat with a drs flap on it that was functional he had a little trigger and it goes boop boop open close open close it was wild i'm like did you make that you must have made that there's no way you bought that from somewhere i've never seen anything like that needless to say he really showed up in a big way and he's obviously a big fan of and I commend him. He is our super fan of the weekend. Let's get to what I learned this week. I tuned into the Formula Y podcast. Go give it a listen if you haven't already. It's so great. They were speaking to a woman named Gemma Fisher who is a osteopath and, get this, an F1 human performance consultant. You're probably thinking... What is that? Great question. She's a pit stop analyst and coach. Her job is to optimize the performance of the 20 some odd people who are involved in a pit stop. So she's looking at the person as a whole, their previous injuries, their biomechanics, their diet, their cognitive performance, their eye tracking, their hand-eye coordination, their agility, range of motion, strength. The list goes on. She started working with Formula One teams in the early 2010s. She was brought on to work with Williams, and now she works with multiple teams, not just in F1, but also in F2 and F3. And she's opened up a whole new world, a whole new scope to look at the training of the teams with. Uh, She owns a clinic called Formula Health Consultancy Limited in England, uh, which offers a plethora of services, including but not limited to osteopathy, acupuncture, massage therapy, reflexology, gait analysis, personal training, etc. It was just so interesting hearing her speak in depth about the kind of performance review and training she puts into these, dare I say it? athletes these team members who are involved in the pit stop and how much she's changed the way a pit stop is performed and its efficiency it's so neat like really in a sport where it comes down to tenths or hundredths or thousandths of a second why wouldn't you try everything like bringing in someone like Gemma Fisher whose job it is to save you that valuable time. So interesting. So if anyone out there is like a physiotherapist or a kinesiologist or an osteopath, and you're like, hey, can I have a job in F1 other than being a trainer? Yes, a thousand percent you can. This is a job that exists. So neat. My thoughts on the weekend. Williams brought upgrades. They put upgrades only on Alex Albon's car. And wow. Okay, Williams. This is looking really good. Alex Albon finishing P7 in the points. So strong. What a strong performance from him. Uh, Can't wait to see what happens when teammate Logan Sargent receives those upgrades. Mercedes upgrades. The upgrades they brought in... Monaco, continuing to give everyone a run for their money. I can't wait to see what happens in Austria. I mean, George Russell today was an example of that. Being bumped down to P20 and then working his way up to P12, unfortunately having to retire the car, but what a stellar performance. And then, already, we're thinking and we're seeing it in the news, contracts, contract negotiations, and the two drivers I'm looking at, you're probably looking at them too, Yuki and Nick DeVries. Yuki Sonoda and Nick DeVries. I am curious because, of course, AlphaTauri being a Red Bull affiliate team... We all know Daniel Ricardo is just waiting in the wings at Red Bull, and though it's unlikely he'll replace Sergio Perez, and perhaps there's a chance for him to be racing in a full-time seat next year with Alphatari. Wouldn't we all love to see it? Good old Danny Rick back in the seat. Time will tell. Place your bets, folks. It might be coming. We've come to the end of yet another episode. I cannot wait for more F1 action. Thanks for thinking of us and not forgetting about us over here in Canada. We really appreciate it. Stay tuned for more. Thank you for listening. You can find me on Google Podcasts, Spotify, Apple Podcasts. Also check me out on Instagram and TikTok at awr underscore pod.